welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's Wednesday, August 19th, and yesterday the Steelers had their second full padded practice. There were some players missing, a couple players got injured. We're going to give you all the details on what happened, even a report on seven shots. That's right, some normalcy in 2020. How about that? Then in the second segment, we're going to get into what Joe Hayden had to talk about before the practice in his praise of Chase Claypool. And then we saw even more praise of Chase Claypool during the practice yesterday. All that in the second segment. Then finally in the third, there's a lot of excitement about the tight ends. Vance McDonald spoke, and we got to hear from the tight ends coach of the Steelers. We're going to get to all that and why you should be excited about some of these playmakers. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to go to builtbar.com and use the promo code locked on. That's L O C K E D O N and you'll get $10 off your next order at builtbar.com. Let's get into it. All right, everybody, we're back here on the show. It's Wednesday, so let's get to talking about Tuesday's full padded practice. Now, uh, of course, this is the second day that they had in, in full pads. Um, the players who didn't participate in practice, there were five of them. Um, David DeCastro, Alejandro Villanueva, Joe Hayden, and Eric Ebron were all ruled as veteran day-offs. So uh, DeCastro, who we know didn't practice on Monday, among that Marquise Pouncey was back out there. So um, so his veteran day-off was Monday, and good to see him back out there. But both Villanueva, Ebron, and, uh, and Hayden, all three of those guys, they seem like they're just kind of taking it easy. No big deal there. Um, James Washington was in shorts and and a, and a jersey. Um, he didn't wear pads. Um, he did catch passes, um, but he didn't work in the team drills. They did a lot of team drills yesterday. So uh, there's uh, you know so you know he you know Monday he was in pads and ran around the field. To, uh, Tuesday he wasn't in pads and just ran drills. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Again, this is minor injury stuff here. I keep rem- reminding Steelers fans, don't freak out. This is really just preliminaries. The, the season opener is still a month away. They have no preseason games. They are just taking it very easy on the guys. They know that they got to adjust to the team. The biggest thing is that you don't want the rookies to, to miss out. And unfortunately, we had two injuries involving young guys that we were seeing if they could make, make their way up the depth chart. First was uh, tight end Dax Raymond. Um, he's one of the one of the few guys competing for that third tight end spot that Zach Gentry really is not holding on too well right now. Mike Tomlin was seen in practice um, telling Gentry to get after it and that he can't just warm up to the to it and uh, gets, he he hasn't been doing well hitting the hitting the sleds and the blocking drills. Uh, but the person who had been doing well was Dax Raymond. But in an edge rushing drill where he was working against edge rushers as a as a tight end blocker, he had his an- ankle kind of rolled up under him, and it looked like it was twisted. He got up on his own power, but he needed help to get to the tunnel. Uh, we will get word on that later in the week from Tomlin when we uh, when they've given a full evaluation. But the other the other one was a one that's a name that Steelers fans will definitely know because it's a it's one of their rookies, uh, fourth round draft pick Kevin Dotson, the guard had a knee injury uh, where he was down for, for a little bit of time, um, and he needed a couple players to help him get to the sideline. Still don't know the extent of the injury, but one of the things, I mean, it's, it's cool that, that he does that he's doing this because that's who he is, but it was Ben Roethlisberger who stood over him the whole time, helped him up, helped him to the sideline, and uh, Mike Tomlin said that's just who Ben is. Uh, and it was one of those situations where it's like, okay, there's, there's that leadership kicking in right there. 
Um, so we'll get more information on their injuries, but there's a lot of good stuff to report from this practice. Uh, for one, uh, Ben and Juju was noted that they they made a lot of connections in seven on sevens and eleven on elevens. Uh, and it looked like they were really getting their connection back together. So really good stuff from them. Um, Alex Highsmith went a lot on backs on backers on Monday, and then they did it again Tuesday, and uh, he got some praise from, from Mike Tomlin, um, and uh, he was seen working on on his footwork with T.J. Watt, which is huge. Um, Highsmith is going to be key for this team if he can become that depth edge rusher that can just give Watt and Dupree a second off because you can't have your guys rushing at full speed every play. It's just it's asking for a disaster if you're not going to be able to pull it off. Um, um, you know, because then you're gonna you're gonna get those guys tired and then late in the fourth quarter when you really need that pass rush, you need those guys ready to go. If you have Alex Highsmith out there to give them some breaks here and there, and he does well and he's not a huge liability, there's not going to be as much pressure to take those guys off the field. Um, so good stuff there. Um, T.J. Watt is having a heck of a training camp. Uh, he they, he said people were getting fired up, fired up around him. Uh, he made some big tackles, uh, especially on Anthony McFarlane behind the line of scrimmage um, in a live session. Um, so I got pretty excited. Uh, also, we got some seven shots, y'all. Uh, we didn't get the numbers on seven shots uh, yesterday, uh, but more on that because we did learn something about seven shots, but that'll be in the second segment. Um, but the seven shots was played, uh, you know, and y'all know the rules. If you're not familiar from previous training camps, seven, seven shots is when the offense is at the two yard line, they get seven plays each, just one play at a time. Can you get in the end zone? The defense has to stop them. It's just practicing red zone and goal line stuff. Um, the offense won the, this shots four to three. Um, Ben Roethlisberger ran, ran a quarterback draw on, uh, he um, on on a play they had Mason Rudolph. He threw he had three plays. He he threw two touchdowns, and then they had Anthony McFarland with Mason Rudolph on the field. He ran in a touchdown. That's McFarland being so the offense gets the win there. Good stuff on their part. Um, also also on the notes looks like Zach Banner has had a really good day. He he came out as a as the extra tight end in certain sets. Really got into it with Bud Dupree. Did a really good job against them, and Bud Dupree kind of wanted to go again with against him, and uh, he had really good showings against Henry Mondo, Carlos, and Carlos Davis. Um, so really good stuff from Zach Banner on those edge rushing, uh, edge rushing drills there. Uh, but Zach Banner and T.J. Watt did get into it a little bit. Uh, they the the, the descript, description that's being allowed for this also got to understand we are only allowed to say certain things that happened during this camp. Uh, whatever they don't approve of saying, we can't uh, we can't disclose. But what it was described was a close disagreement. Which, if you can think outside the box, people, that means they probably had a scuffle. But um, all that being said, that was uh, really good stuff there from Watt. A uh, couple things that are really peeking out here from the rookies: uh, Anthony McFarland is making it known that he's that he's dangerous. Uh, you can see him hitting holes. You can see him running, running hard. Um, and once he got into space, looking for more space, that's what he does. That's what he did at Maryland, man. When he had when he had a gap to attack, he attacked it hard. He had extremely good burst, and he was when he was in the open field, he could break down and make a person miss one on one. That could make him a serious threat. Got to see how that continues to go, um, you know, and see how he, how he does when people start clamping up. Um, but Chase Claypool, 
so him and Ben were connecting a lot. Um, they said they said Claypool caught his first pass of the day in the end zone against Air, and then uh, and uh, Ben Roethlisberger yelled get great catch to him. And it was a re- there was a really good one where uh, they showed a video of it on on the Steelers Twitter account where he kind of where you see Claypool kind of reach back for it and really high point the ball while in the air and kind of contorting his body. He, he's doing more and more of that. If he's able to do that kind of stuff in the red zone, you're going to see that rookie out there. And I know we've been talking about how, hey, ease up on the rookies. Let's not put too much pressure on because this is a rough year. But if Chase Claypool can make plays like that, whoo, we in a good spot. But we'll get more of that in the second segment. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, and they said Terrell Edmonds had a really nice day. Um, um, they said he had a, I mean, they said he had a good day on Monday, too. He just There was one play where Vance McDonald uh, kind of won a jump ball with him. But he said he had lots of big hits in the 11-11 drills and uh, took down, was taken down running backs in the second drill of practice. So um, really good stuff there. Ryan Switzer also caught a touchdown um, near the end of practice on a 10-yard pass. So lots of really good stuff from the from the second day of practice. We're seeing good things here. we got to get word on Dotson and Raymond and see how they're doing. But bottom line, the Steelers still haven't uh, sustained any major injuries to, to starters so far, which is good considering we saw even more injuries across the NFL uh, this, oh, yesterday. Unfortunately, former Steeler Artie Burns, uh, he, he was signed to a one-year deal for the Bears. He tore his ACL last year. He's out for, uh, for the, or last, yesterday. He's out for the season, and that's very sad because he was looking to re- re-jump his career with Chicago. Um, uh, also, there was uh, Mac Wilson, the inside linebacker for the Bears, or for the Browns, excuse me, um, he had he had to be carted off the field after you know during practice, so that's not looking good. Got to keep tabs on him, and that's huge because the the Browns let go two linebackers, Joe Schobert, and I forget the other guy's name, but uh, that he was supposed to Mac was supposed to carry the linebacker position for them. If he's gone, their run stopping ability was already going to hurt. If he's gone, it's really going to weaken the middle of their defense. So again, that's why the Steelers are taking it easy. They're not forcing guys. They're just hey, let's get through this together. Let's make sure we're not rushing anybody back out there. So before we get to our first break, got to gotta remind you guys of our great sponsor, Built Bar. Built Bar is the energy bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's covered in chocolate and filled with oh so many different flavors. You can go to BuiltBar.com right now and see all the different flavors from lemon to orange to lime to double chocolate to chocolate peanut butter, chocolate caramel. It's all there. And guess what? It's the perfect midday snack for you because it's light in calories. You're anywhere from 110 to 130 calories in a bar. It fills you up quick and it gets you the energy to get back in. And if you've been work, if you've been working out, if you're if you've been on the go and you just need a quick boost, go get a built bar. It'll taste great. It'll get you back in the game and you'll and you'll be back on your way to having a great day. If you go to builtbar.com right now, use the promo code locked on. That's L O C K E D O N locked on and you'll get $10 off your next order. We'll be right back talking some Chase Claypool and Joe Hayden right after this. All right, we're back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host Chris Carter. Let's get to talking about what Joe Hayden had to say cuz this this sort of tied into some of the things that Tony and I were talking about on Tuesday's podcast. If you didn't hear that one, go back and listen to it. It was a fun one. We did some power rankings on jerseys as well. But Joe Hayden had a lot of interesting stuff to say, and he specifically wasn't talking about himself. He talked a lot about Chase Claypool. If you remember, we talked about uh, the tweet that Hayden let out saying that, that Claypool's going to be a problem for the NFL. Guess what? 
he was he brought some specific yeah specifics i'm not gonna try to mess that word up anymore i just i'm horrible at that word anyways um we look at Joe Hayden. He had this. To, he had this to say about a touchdown that Claypool had because we got word that Chase Claypool caught a touchdown uh, in a practice in cover against coverage. We didn't know against who. We didn't know what the situation was. Well, Joe Hayden brought up that it was from their seven shots from yesterday, or uh, for two days ago, and uh, he's caught it over Joe Hayden. Um, and here was his description of it. Quote, it was just a back shoulder fade in the end zone from the two. I was under, under, I was underneath of it. It was a back shoulder, so I tried to play through his hands. He just kept it in his hands, and he didn't let me knock it out. Um, and if you don't understand what play through the hands means, imagine you're trying to cover a guy, right? And he, and he claps, claps the ball with his hands. Your job is to punch that ball out as hard as you can because Often, what you can't do as a cornerback, you can't hit them early. You can't. You're following the ball to their hands. What often your coach to do is to watch the hands of the receiver as you're guarding them when the ball's in the air, and then when it's getting to their hands, put your put your hand up in between theirs and just fight to break it up that way. And that's what Hayden was trying to do. That's a very uh, that's a very textbook type of thing. And the fact that Hayden couldn't knock it out of Claypool says a lot there. But Hayden said it wasn't just that. It was, and here's the quote. It wasn't even just that play. He's had a couple of plays on me in this camp. I've lined up against him pretty often. He's big. He's fast receiver. He's able to adjust to the ball in the air. He hasn't shown me anything too bad. He's been able to, to be a big body, a deep threat with soft hands, and can jump and get it. As long as he stays healthy, I think he's going to be a problem. Woo! I mean, I'm just saying, you know, Chase Claypool <laughs> out here doing damage on some folk. Um... If, if Claypool's able to put work in on Hayden, again, this is just two days of camp. This don't mean you're going to do this all year. But there is some excitement to be had there that he's hitting the ground running because we were all worried about uh, the rookies. They didn't get rookie camp. They didn't get mini camp. They, you know, this is a weird way to get training camp. Everything's been weird for 2020. So it's reasonable to say, hey, you know what? Let's not get mad at the rookies. Let, let's just be patient. Hopefully they'll get it. We'll be back at the, you know, we'll just we'll just keep them on the roster and and then see how they do next year. But Chase Claypool's coming out here saying, no, nah, man, I can contribute right now. And that's what he did there. Um, and uh, and he, he's turning heads at training camp, man. Joe Hayden had to say about it, and he wasn't he wasn't the only one to, to talk about it. Minka Fitzpatrick had, had some stuff to say as, as, as well. Um, oh no, I'm sorry, not Mika Fitzpatrick. This was Ike Hilliard. Uh, Ike Hilliard said, "You can't teach." And this is the Steelers wide receiver coach. You can't teach six four two thirty eight four four one time. It's just something that doesn't fall off of a tree. You get the chance to harness that kind of talent and the kind of shape it. It's kind of you get to kind of shape it, mold it into something that could be really, really special. I think as an organization, we all chomped at the bit, and, and he can do so much for the football team and affect the football team in a positive manner out outside of just playing receiver. We love that. We love his physicality, his playmaking ability, and his speed. Because yeah, don't forget us physicality if you go back and you look look up some of his stuff in college he had some some nasty pancakes put the maple syrup on them and uh he would lay people out i mean he got that size i mean again 6'4 238 that's like close to tight end you know a little bit there but he's but he's also he's extremely fast i mean when you're getting up to anytime you're 442 or faster well period when you're 444 i'm like dang okay you're 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 you're, you're pretty fast 442 is 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 lightning when you get when you get 44 flat then you're like okay that's like Tyreek Hill ridiculous speed I, I can't I, I can't keep up with that um 
even just watching it. Um, I can't personally. I can't keep up with you if you can run a let's say five two in a forty. That's how slow I am. Anyways, um, but Chase Claypool having having the having the big day. Everyone's noticing it. And one thing we're we're seeing is that Ben Roethlisberger is going to him a lot. A note more notes from yesterday's practice. This is Tuesday. Ben was hitting him with those back shoulder fades. The Steelers believe that hey, inside the twenty. That's where he can you can kind of let him get loose because when you're operating all around the field and you're having to move around, you're asking him to learn a lot. You're saying, hey, learn this wide receiver position. Learn this position. Learn what happens in this situation. If you bring him in, especially on red zones, and let him work on that, then you could be like, okay, Chase, all we're saying we want you to do is you run these type of routes. You get this kind of matchups. We're going to try and use that and so that if teams are focusing on Eric Ebron or Vance McDonald or Deontay Johnson or Juju Smith-Schuster or the run game, and may and may leave you one on one with a person that don't got your size. Ben knows that if he just throws a fade to the back pylon, all you got to do is win the jump ball because you're that big dude that can go up and get it. I think that's what the Steelers are really locking on to. More from Hayden on Claypool. He says, I think he can have a big impact in 2020. He's impressed me for sure, just his size, speed, and ability to adjust to the ball in the air. And he really doesn't say too much. He just goes out there every day and works hard asking questions of the offense and getting his routes. Um... That's uh that that's more good stuff there. The fact that he's uh, the the good impression that you're just being the humble wide receiver, going out and making plays, not talking no trash, just learning the game. I think that's all very good stuff from Chase Claypool. I mean, who knows, y'all? If he becomes a a playmaker, this again contributes to the conversation of what do you do with Juju if that guy's kicking butt for you? Because you still got Deontay Johnson for two more years after this. You still got James Washington for another year after this. And I mean you could say that you could have three you know three of your top wide receivers come back and then you could still draft the guy in the middle rounds next year. Um and again I'm not advocating to get rid of Juju. I'm just saying if Chase Claypool turns out to be the truth, my goodness, well, I mean just we are spoiled here in, in in Pittsburgh because how how many times I mean when was the last time we could say that this team was without a productive receiver I mean maybe maybe yeah no I can't I can't even go back that far I got to go back to before Heinz Ward and the Charles Johnson uh, Courtney Hawkins days right after Yancey Thigpen left um, you know maybe when Troy Edwards came came along but you know but they, from Heinz Ward to Antoine Randall to San Antonio Holmes, to Mike Wallace and Emmanuel Sanders and Antonio Brown and Mike God and Antonio Brown and his whole era with Martavis Bryant and Juju Smith-Schuster and Juju's, you know, he's, he's been in now. I mean, last year you could say, well, maybe we didn't have a productive wide receiver, but that's because the whole, the offense was, was shot. They weren't going to, no one was going to be productive with those quarterbacks. It just, it just wasn't going to happen. Um, so, I, again, the, this, this organization is spoiled with finding the receivers that whatever it is, they know how to get them. Um, and if Chase Claypool could turn into one of the best of them, uh, who knows? And it's real funny because the NFL Network, they were doing their top, uh, their top. you know, they were ranking the receiving cores across the NFL. They had the Steelers ranked at 12th. I thought they were going to rank them very low because I, I thought they were going to say, well, Juju's bad year was last year. And Deontay Johnson, uh, who cares? But we, and we've seen how the national media has done the Steelers. But 12th? I find that respectable, considering that none of these guys made the Pro Bowl last year. You didn't see much on that. You only got one Pro Bowl receiver so far in Juju Smith-Schuster. I can I, I can understand you know that being the one spot where the national media hits the Steelers. But no, they paid them some respect there, so I think that's cool. And who knows, maybe Chase Claypool makes them pay even more respect this year. We'll see how that plays out. And uh, it's going it's going to be really interesting because I'm telling you, 
again, the options are going to be abound for Ben Roethlisberger. You got Ebron, you got McDonald. We'll be talking about them next. Um, but, I mean, four wide receivers drafted in the past four years. Juju, who you know you can work with. Johnson, who you know was cutting people up. Washington, you know you can go up and get the ball. And if Clay pulls the truth, where are you going to go? Who are you going to get? What you want? What you want, Ben? Just pick pick what you want. And that, and I, I think that's the kind of offense that they got this year. But you know how you can pick what you want? You can pick what you want by using our sponsor, DoorDash. That's right. It's DoorDash, the online the online delivery service where you can order your favorite food and have it delivered right to your door, whether that's at home or on the job. Go to DoorDash today. Ordering is easy. Just open the DoorDash app on your phone, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be safely delivered outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code Locked On. That's right, $5 off your, 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 your order and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Get DoorDash today. We'll be right back, talking on about the tight ends right after this. All right, we're back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's get to talking about these tight ends because they are they are also causing a bit of a stir. We are looking at a very interesting situation here with the Steelers camp. So, um, as you know, Steelers kept Vance McDonald, the guy they've had for the past couple years now at the starting tight end position, and uh, at the you know, with Eric Ebron, He's, he's the guy that they signed over in free agency coming over from the Colts and previously before that the Lions, a former top 10 pick. And uh, these two guys are both looking really good with Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, there was descriptions of during, during some passing drills, Ben was throwing, was throwing the ball hard. Also, side note, Mike Tomlin said that, that Ben Roethlisberger's spiral is getting t- getting tighter. So play the music, get excited, y'all. Stand up in your chairs and say, yes, because Ben's spiral is getting tighter. Mike Tomlin said so. Anyways, this was about, about Vance McDonald. They, been, there was a description. Uh, Dayan Kovacevic, my boss, wrote about this because he was at training camp yesterday. And he said there was a play where he saw McDonald break free at the right time. Ben hits him in stride, and it was just a it was just an easy, quick catch that was just it's in so in rhythm that it really stood out to him. And, and I gotta tell you, Dayon's been a person that for years I've had to like, or not years, I think the past year and a half or so that I've been like, yo, man, you need to come off Vance McDonald because he would really chop down Vance McDonald. He's like, oh, he doesn't get enough separation. I'm like, do you see the separation he does get? He actually had like the second most separation uh, according to. Um, the next gen stats from NFL.com. He had the second best in the NFL last year, not just with tight ends, but with everybody. And, and so I've always felt that Vance McDonald gets a bad rap, but especially last year, like everybody else. Um, so um, there's that. But Vance McDonald and Eric, I mean, Ebron didn't practice yesterday, but Ebron looked good on Monday. McDonald looks good on Tuesday. Um, and uh, McDonald was praising the entire offense. Um, yes, yesterday after practice, saying when when he looks around the receiving room, it's crazy. He respects Juju. He talks about he talks about Deontay and and James, and he's just he's really excited for what everyone's doing. But when he talks about the tight end position, he said first of all, he said yesterday on Twitter, he's like, man, with Ebron or with Eric on the on the roster, I'm about to dunk on some people. And I, I think that's acknowledging that teams could at least focus on him and say, hey, that's the tight end. 
take him out of the play. But if you're in a situation where there's two tight ends like him on the field, it's not going to be easy to just pick and say, hey, you know what? We're going to cover this guy. We're going to put our big safety on that guy. We're going to double him or we're going to chip him with a linebacker and have the safety follow up with that with this guy. Um, having two guys that can take on that role is going to really open things up for, for Vance McDonald, and he knows it. And he said more of this yesterday he said you look at the addition of eric and this is a quote uh it's it's just all around look there's no way i could ever objectively remove the fact that i'm a stealer but i just don't see how our offense can cannot be super productive and be one of the top offenses in the nfl the excitement is everywhere here in our building we 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 know what we can reach the numbers we can put up and we're excited there's a lot of that feel here and it's not the standard training camp fluff there um that's what that's what dayon's saying there Here's the thing about about this offense is that they're saying they could be top ten. That was the point of Dayon's thing. He's like the offense. Well, his his article was the offense won't just rebound; it'll roar back into form. That's fine. Uh, I I get that. Again, I've made this point. You've heard me on the show. All they need to do is get right around that sixteenth range. Get get halfway. Get right around the middle of the of the NFL, and this offense will be right where it needs to be to make this team a serious contender. If this offense is actually a top 10 offense, as Deion's saying saying it should be, as McDonald's saying it could be, um, what what do you do with this team? Because then, uh, what, what the problem with the with the two thousand with the twenty tens was that most of that decade had a supremely good offense that was ranging around the top 10, but a defense that couldn't stop anybody except for certain opportune moments. Then. We finally get this defense last year, and then the offense is destroyed because Ben's gone. If the offense gets back to competing to be a number ten offense in the league, that's that's insane. So let's, I mean, I mean, that that's that's like that's like putting the Chiefs' offense with the Niners' defense in the Super Bowl and saying, okay, we're gonna, now we're going to play you with that. That's that's ridiculous. Uh, and again, this is why I think that the Steelers are in a very good spot this year to do well. Just me, but uh, you know, remember, remember all those ultimate division crossovers where I was being told they were going to go five and eleven, and everyone's saying we're coming. The Steelers are going to come in last place or third place. They won't even compete for the playoffs. All that stuff. <laughs> let's 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 see how they feel when this team stays together again. They got to stay healthy, which they're doing so far. They got it. They got to come out. We got to see Ben in game. All this stuff's exciting. We got to see this stuff happen in game. But the fact that the tight ends are, are clicking, the tight ends ain't never really clicked for this offense to be a premier part of it. Even when Heath Miller was here, Heath Miller was a security blanket. He was a great blocker. He was a playmaker in in the in a, in a big moment. But Heath Miller was never the stat guy. He was never the guy that you could go to. He was not, you know, Tony Gonzalez or, or Rob Gronkowski or Jimmy Graham. He wasn't the guy that would swallow up just big plays and just put numbers up for you. If these two guys can become that for this team, I mean, again, who do you cover? You gonna you gonna you you gonna leave Juju in single coverage? You gonna leave Deontay Johnson in single coverage? You gonna leave Chase Claypool one on one with no safety over top and maybe he takes the head off of somebody? And again if Ben's arm is where we think it is and he's zipping them balls. Whoo, boy. The Steelers are going to be a problem. And Vance McDonald further confirms what I've been saying all along. So, if you want to check more of that out, DK, uh, Dayan Kovacevic on DKPittsburghSports.com. That's was, that was his article yesterday on that. You can read that there. Um, the Steelers have one more practice before they have a day off on Thursday. 
Um, so we'll be wrapping up. We'll be talking about the Wednesday practice on tomorrow's show, um, but there will be no Thursday practice. But that's fine because we're going to play Fantasy Draft Friday for the, for, for, for the Friday show. So thanks so much for listening to the Locked On Steelers podcast. Again, check out our sponsors. We've got Built Bar. We've got DoorDash. Please check them out. It really helps out us, the show, when they see that our, our listeners are going in and, uh, and buying their products. Um, check us out tomorrow. Again, if you're enjoying the Locked On Steelers podcast and getting you through training camp, please check, please go on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review, leave us a positive comment doing show. I will give you a shout-out at the end of this show like I have so many listeners that have done so over the years. So with that, I'll be out of your hair. Be back in your ears tomorrow.